Welcome to the Lafkate podcast. Lafkate is a seasoned teacher of the Word of God, an author and pastor of Vision Impact Church, a thriving church in Ghana. And now, today's message. Baptism by fire. I pray that our hearts will be opened to hear what the Lord has to say to us. There are messages you want to preach or teach. And in the dispensation which we are, you cannot know the response. Not many people are looking for baptism by fire. We want it shall be well with you. But if we want it to be well with us, the Bible says if you will be willing and obedient, you eat the fruits of the land. That means then it shall be well with you. Baptism by fire. This is a message, one of those messages, I did not even know it's a message. I thought it was just a prayer for me. And it wasn't prayer that my flesh would want to pray, but for two months since the upreach, I found myself every day praying, baptize me in fire. So I thought it's my personal thing. And as the month was coming to an end, I was asking God, as we usually do, what do you have for us as your people? I never come to say anything because I read the Bible, because I speak English, or because, no. So I cannot also say that every time I'm teaching something, I heard a loud voice from heaven. Most times I'm studying the Bible and something will jump out, and I know God probably wants this for us. But a few times I was very pretty sure, as I am today, that I heard God say. And so as July was ending, I kept bothering God. What do you have for us? What do you have for us? And yet I'll be praying, baptize me in fire. So last week, the Holy Spirit clearly spoke to me. I gave you what to teach already. And I'm thinking, what is that? So I pray to God that every heart here shall be opened to receive what God has for us. And the ears that have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying. Hallelujah. The aim of this message, I put three aims down. First is to let us understand what fire is all about. And I believe somebody has preached all that already. So I know all that fire is about. We use it to cook. We use it to burn bush. So maybe you are already telling me what fire is about. But I want to, as God has put in my heart, to let us understand what the fire. You remember I said the fire, not any fire. The fire is about. Number two, to charge us to live a fired up life. A hot, heated up life. So I'll, I'll leave us with these two aims. What is the fire about? Be charged up to live a fired up life. The church of God has an important asset which the people of God are not 
taken seriously. We are not taking advantage of the things God has for us. So instead of living superordinary lives, not extraordinary, superordinary is better than extraordinary. Superordinary is supernatural life lived in the natural world. So, because we've not taken advantage of what God has for us so as to live a supernatural life, there's no difference between the church and the world. But as we consider this message today, I don't know where God will be taking this, but for today, it is my prayer that somebody's heart will be touched by the Holy Spirit who is speaking through me. So as you and I will become different. Church is very boring. Church seems to be very dead. Church is very cold. Church has become godless. It's not an indictment, but it's a fact. You can decide where you are. Matthew chapter 3. Please. I'm reading from the New International Version. I'm reading from verse 11. And I'll take only two verses. I baptize you with water for repentance. But after me comes one who is more powerful than I. Whose sandals... I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you in the Holy Spirit and fire. He will baptize you in the Holy Spirit and fire. He will baptize you in the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor, gathering his wheat into the barn and burning up the chaff with unquenchable fire. One is, I will baptize you with the Holy Spirit or in the Holy Spirit and fire. The other is I will gather and separate two kinds of people. One, I will keep as a need something precious to me. The other, I will burn with fire that will never be quenched. This same scripture, Matthew the Evangelist wrote by the Holy Spirit towards this morning. Luke also the evangelist, the doctor and the writer said the same thing in Luke chapter 3 from verse 15. I want you to write it down all the way to 17. Sixteen says, John answered, John the baptizer who baptizes with water answered the people who were there and said, 
I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I come. The straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with in the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Mark, the secretary, and the evangelist also wrote same thing. Mark chapter 1, verse 7 to 8. And I will not go reading it because they are all saying the same thing. What is the nature of the fire under consideration? The fire I'm talking about today is one the fire of power and the fire of purification. The first thing we see with these preachers, these evangelists and writers submitted as the Holy Spirit gave to them, though they heard Jesus say it, it was the Holy Spirit who reminded them that this was so important that they should pen it down for us. Jesus said, I'll baptize you in the Holy Spirit and fire. This fire is for power. Luke, the doctor, wrote in Luke chapter 24 and said, before Jesus said, he told his apostles, don't go anywhere, but wait until you have been endued with power. And so in Acts chapter 1, as they waited, by chapter 2, they waited in chapter 1. They waited praying. They waited living a life set apart of consecration. They didn't want anything to do with the world. We like to say they were afraid. That was why they were hiding. But they were in hiding in obedience to God that they that wait upon the Lord shall have a renewal of strength. They they, they put on the God kind of strength to enable them to do things that will have an effect or affect the world around them, to be able to influence humanity, to be able to change the narrative of the world. For the Bible says, you are the salt of the world. If the salt loses its taste, it is of no value than to be trampled upon. You are the light of the world. You don't put on a light and put it under a bushel or under your bed, but you lift it up on the hill so brightness will come and the darkness will be shooed away. And so, as they were in hiding, waiting for a glorious promise to be made manifest, by chapter 2, as God is, he does not lie. As we read scriptures this morning, I believe it was in chapter 17 that God was telling his, he was telling his covenant son, Abraham, that I will give you descendants 
430 years from now, they will go into slavery, but I will come and I will punish those they are serving. And I will give you their land. And I will give you many, many more lands. It hits me like a bombshell. Did God not do it? That is why I want to pray right now as I'm praying. And you pray that there will be an awakening, a flaming up of desire for the things of God. Don't take it for granted. Because there's no word that God speaks that will never come to pass. If it takes 430 years, 50 years, 3,000 years, a billion years, a zillion years, uncountable years, once God said it, it is yea and it is amen. Can somebody say amen again? The fire. And so this was so important to the disciples that God has said he will give them power. When the disciples were to experience that power, it manifested itself as fire in Acts chapter 2. And so this is not the kind of fire you cooked with this morning or you used to cook later in the day. But it was the Holy Spirit's fire. That is what Jesus said, I'll baptize you in fire. Throughout scriptures, fire was used to symbolize the presence, the glory, the power of God throughout scriptures. When that fire comes upon a person, that person ought to become a powerful person. Not an energetic person, not a macho person, not a money person, something indescribable, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. When Christ comes into you, power resides into you. It changes the dynamics of your thinking, of your reasoning, of your living. When that Christ nature comes by the Spirit of God into you. You may be dying on the outside, but on the inside, you are a new man. You are a new creation. You don't live life any longer like you used to live it. How did you used to live it? Several times the Bible tells us in many places, put off the old nature. The old nature of he beat me, she beat me, they insulted me, they abused me, they hated me, all manner of things, they cheated me, I'll fight back. This new nature, no matter what it is done to you, because of who resides in you, if the fire of the Holy Spirit, which is the manifestation of God himself inside, you become the temple of the Holy Spirit and he is dwelling in you. You cannot say God is in you and you are still having your old nature. You lie to one another. You fight. You flirt. Fornication. Adultery. All manner of things which you can feel in the blank. But you see, we all look beautiful. The thing is that I believe that God is hurting. God, his heart is breaking. And today he's 
bringing a wake-up call and say, I have given you the ability to live life as an overcomer. If you don't listen to me and allow this fire to purify you. In Malachi chapter 4, God talks about the refiner's fire. He will refine us with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit in us is to change us from glory to glory. Until when we shall see him, we shall be like Jesus. What did you do with the power I gave you? Did you really say, you know me, you confess me, you believe in me, I'm your Lord? Did you really say that? If you said that, every day I want to dip you in fire. Fire that will make you refined and beautiful and handsome inside and out. Fire that will make you very powerful with the ability to overcome the temptations of life. Oh yes, many temptations of life. I must tell you that you are a liar if you think that you are superior, powerful, quote-unquote, that Satan will not tempt you. Remember, Jesus Christ, who said he would baptize us in fire, was tempted. Only that he did not yield to temptation. When you are tempted, you have not sinned. But when you yield to the temptation and don't take hold of this power and live a life of power and overcome that temptation, that is where you have fallen. And even when you fall, God says, I want to rebaptize you in fire. That is why he says seven times, the righteous man. Why is a righteous man falling? You are so righteous, but you were tempted and you fell. God said, rise up again. I'm not that kind of God that will cast you off. Rise up and stand. Rise up. I will purify you again. I will refine you again. I will refresh you. I will make you new. You will be better than yesterday. Because I want my name to be glorified in your life. My heart's cry and my prayer is everybody's heart will be burning with the fire. Burning. Passion for Jesus. Passion for Jesus. Passion for Jesus. That is what this is about. I will baptize you in fire. When you enter the fire, your life will change. You will come out polished. Church, this is the time for us to awake and say, Lord, I want a beautiful, glorious life. I want a changed life. Purify my heart. Make me powerful. The fire we are talking about this morning. Number two is the fire of judgment and destruction. Judgment and destruction. His winnowing fork is in his hand. You know what is a winnowing fork? It's a, it's a rake. Jesus is holding a rake. And he's standing on a harvest field. And he said, as I stand on the harvest field with my rake, I am raking out what is precious. And that I'll keep. Are you among those who will say, I want you, God, to keep me as your own? Set me up as an apple of your eyes. Don't take your eye from me. Make me precious. Keep me precious in your sight. God says, 
I will winnow the harvest field. I will put the precious ones aside in my storage. That is my barn. But those who sit and listen to me, he said, I'll put the goats to my left. Are you a goat or are you a sheep? Are you precious seed or are you weed? Where do you want to be? This is God speaking. It's not Alberta Love Katiabi speaking. I just happen to, be, happen to be a mouthpiece for God. Where will you be? The master is on the field this morning. The master is saying to you, you know your heart. But this is a call. A call for you not to enter into his judgment and damnation. The thing about God is, he's in your heart. The pastor is seeing your face. Your neighbor is seeing your ears. But God is seeing your heart. I will winnow the field. Are you chaff? Are you precious harvest? He says, the ones that are chaff, I will burn you. That is my judgment will come. And even if it takes a zillion years, as I said in passing already, judgment shall come. It is a scary thing to fall in the hands of God. It is a scary thing to be judged and damned by God. Destroyed by God. The fire is for destruction. You cannot keep on calling yourself a Christian. What happened to the old time religion? Old time religion. Old time religion is good for you and me. It was good for Paul and Silas. What happened to the old time religion what happened to the old time religion this is a wake up call as an individual wake up as an individual deep say lord dip me in the fire baptize me with fire not with water water is a public show for others to know that something happened to me that was what john the baptist was doing see john the baptist was a fireman he came as an elijah and elijah was a man of fire wherever elijah stood there was fire anybody the king sends to go and call elijah 50 men will go he will say if i'm a man of god let fire consume you all elijah knew was fire anywhere he stood fire will come because of who is inside him. And so God told us that this man, John the Baptist, in Malachi chapter 4, another Elijah is coming, a firebrand. Uh, but he said there's one superior. There's one more powerful. Upon all the declaration and the declaration that he is a prophetic fire, he said no. When Jesus comes on the scene, I am nobody. I cannot even stoop to lace his sandals. Your pastor can do nothing for you. This is Jesus speaking. Judgment will come on the church, not only Vision Impact Church, but the church universal. The church universal. Judgment will come, not corporately, to me as an individual. Am I not hearing the word of God? Am I applying the word of God on daily basis? Do I cry, does it hurt me when I fail God? Does it hurt me? Do I take it for granted? It's cool. Where is the God they talk about? He's alive, he's real, he's merciful, and he's also judge. He tempers judgment with mercy, and yet there shall be a day when judgment will be applied and chaff shall be destroyed that's the fire we are talking about 
baptism of fire. You can escape the fire that will destroy and be purified with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Numbers chapter 16. There are several places that God's judgment came upon his people. Numbers 16 tells a story of a Levite, a priest, priest assistant, associate pastor, Korah, Dathan, and Abiram. They rebelled against the leadership of the church. They rebelled. They said, who is Moses? Why is he trying to rule over us? After all, he brought us out of Egypt and he has not taken us to a promised land, as he said. There's no place of honey and milk. And meanwhile, he, he took us from the place of honey and milk. See how people can lie. He took us out. He lied to us. And this one day they became rebellious and they gave it to Moses. His heart was broken. He said, okay. How we can know whether God called me or not? Bring your senses. The incense holder, you to bring it. These three men were with 250 other men. And they rebelled. They were the opposition to the over one million people. Moses said, bring your senses tomorrow morning. Let's meet at church. Let's meet in front of the tent. If I'm wrong, God will separate us. Who is chaff and who is baptized in fire? Who is going to be bent up and who is going to show that I am refined and God holds me as the apple of his eye. The story short, the Bible says they came to the tent of meeting and Moses prayed what I said. And indeed, the earth opened and it swallowed them, all of them. The sad thing is that they were not only swallowed, like buried alive. Don't play when you hear the word of God. Don't joke with the word of God. Don't joke with God. Don't take it for granted. Place premium on God. He is the all in all. Life is so short. Every second. Since we sat here, we all grew. <laughs> By 12 o'clock, we'll grow some more. And who knows what will happen next. As we grow, life is coming to an end. As we know it here. But when here ends, it is not over. Don't fall in the hands of God. And this man, they so angered God. And the Bible said they were not only buried alive. Look at verse 35 of number 16. And fire came out from the Lord and consumed the 250 men who were offering the incense. Who were offering the incense. That was fire of judgment. That same fire of judgment came upon Sodom and Gomorrah. In Genesis chapter 19. Fire of judgment. How can people stoop so low? I don't want to talk about Lot. Why did he find himself there? Because he was unable to humble himself and serve his uncle. He was unable. He wanted what is, what is self myself me what i'll get i'll be rich i'll be famous this old uncle can go to hell this old lady pastor can go to hell i don't care what they say in the church i will do as i please so lord could not have as i heard the scripture this morning it's like unbelievable because of one error of rebellion one error of rebellion 
Look at Abraham. Because he chose to be purified by God's Holy Spirit fire, God was always close to him. And God was always blessing him. And God, the Bible says, God sent angels to Sodom and Gomorrah because of Abraham. Why not because of Lot? He was also in church. But God kept speaking to him and he wouldn't listen. He wanted to do things his own way. So he found himself in Sodom. Because of Abraham, God showed Lot mercy. But let's forget about Lot. And let's look at Sodom and Gomorrah. Sodom and Gomorrah. Insensitive, hideous sin. Sin. Bring out those men. We want to sleep with them. I mean, their cup was overflowing. It was a stench in the nostrils of God. He couldn't stand them again. So he, fire of judgment came to destroy them. And we think that in the dispensation of grace, mercy is so abundant and it deletes judgment. Oh yes, it is because mercy is so Abundant that God is showing us kindness and we are not consumed. That is why we are not consumed. But there is a day of judgment. I pray to God. As I want you to pray in your heart. Baptize me with fire. Baptize me with the Holy Spirit and fire. When I am going into error, let your fire block me, but not burn me. God bless you for listening to this message. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every week. Until next time, remember, Jesus came that you may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows.